doesn't get you into a situation where, you know, you suddenly overstep your own consent or yeah. maybe don't pressure. feel the no loud enough because yes. it's just not there. And then you realize only afterwards, hang on, yes. there was actually a no, but I'm only realizing this right now. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, your resident queerdo, nonconformist, and trauma-informed coach for folks who are tired of the fucking shoulds and are craving something more. Stick around for all things relationship anarchy, coming out later in life, moving through the mess, and beyond. You ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 queerdos, babies, and everyone in between. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, episode 157. Um, huh, today's episode is one that I really didn't plan for, to be completely honest. Um, I knew that I was going to be having a conversation with our incredible guest and um, if you've been listening to the pod for a while, you know that I tend to have sort of a overarching arc of uh, like a container of how um, the kind of things I might want to talk about with our particular guest, each particular guest or friend or colleague, whoever it is, right? Um, and uh, and that we would then sort of move through that space. And so I knew we were going to be talking about breaking free of the taboo around uh, sex and 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 being able to navigate sexual uh, experiences in a positive and um, empowering and also just like pleasure centered way, um, and uh, especially for those of us who sometimes struggle with that, whether it's you know through pelvic floor pain or low libido or feeling like we just don't feel good in our bodies, and so sex can be really challenging, um, and beyond. What I did not realize, um, that we would get into as deeply and and that the conversation would for so much of the episode really be centered around is how to navigate being in our bodies and being sexual beings, um, after traumatic events. And this is globally, um, you know, something that is really important and as someone who's spent the last five six years of my life being really centered in somatic training and my own somatic processing uh it's it's been really imperative to understand how trauma impacts the body for just my own experience um but also realizing how that's something that we all all navigate and um and how so much of our our stuff that we experience in the bedroom and the pain hiccups um, are often deeply rooted and linked to trauma, um, dissociation and stuff. And today we we have a conversation about our shared experience when it comes to sexual assault. Um, so this is your official consent warning um, that uh, we definitely dive into that um, and uh, dive into our own experiences around it and also talk very openly about on the flip side what um, our 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 journeys have looked like as individuals coming home to a more pleasure-centered practice and how we have found the way to both 
in spite of it and also through it, um, center pleasure and experience pleasure um, via the confines of sex and and also other ways um, in life fucking changing spaces. Um, so yeah, uh, today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Mariah, who is the co-founder and CEO of the company Beducated. Um, If you've not heard of them, they are online sex education platform that really centers pleasure and is centers shame-free expansion. It's very queer and very non-traditional relationship friendly. Um, I would even say centered in that space. It has been um, uh, just such a gift to get to be in their sphere um, as a company and to collaborate with them um, on this conversation and beyond. Um, it just really was, I, I, I did not know fully what to expect in coming on this episode um, because Mariah and I are not, um, you know, friends in the way that a lot of the people that come on this, ep- the podcast are. Um, but damn, this episode, um, it really healed my heart and was also uh, a space for me to share something that I haven't really talked about outside of my my inner circle stuff. And so thank you in advance for holding space for both of our stories and conversations. And I also just want to take this moment before we get into the podcast episode to um, just say that whatever you have faced when it comes to your body and the way that you've experienced microaggressions and aggressions alike, um, that you are worth um, being reveled in and loved and seen, and that your um, experience of how you then show up in your body as a result of life is makes complete fucking sense, um, and that there's nothing wrong with you. Um, just so much wrong with the world and the way that we move through the world and how we interact with one another's bodies. Um, And so whatever you've been through, uh, I'm here with you. I'm holding you in that. And um, you are not alone. And with that, let's fucking go. Amazing. Hello, Mariah. Welcome to the pod. I'm so stoked to have you here. Hi, I'm very happy to be here. Looking forward to our conversation. You know, it's, so, it's going deep. So. Yeah, we, yeah, I know. I, I, meant, I mentioned where I was like, this is not a typical, you know, like interview podcast. Like we just kind of have coffee and talk as if we're old friends, which is so funny because actually I was going to say this to you and I guess I'll just say it now. It's it's rare at this point in my journey of the podcast. I've been doing this podcast since 2018 and I'm at the point now where I only do two, like one every two weeks. um, And I don't tend to have people on the podcast that I don't have a in-person or more than just like, we don't actually know each other, haven't really communicated relationship. I don't really tend to have people like that on the podcast generally at all. Like it just doesn't happen um, at this point in my podcast iteration. And I tend to get you know, at least two or three people reaching out every week being like, you, this would make a great guest. And, um, when, when your team at Beducated reached out to me, my whole body went, yes, which is just, it usually is a full body. (laughs) No, for me, um, just because that it, it, I just feel like the, the 
ability to really go deep and for what this podcast is and who it serves and what my values around it are, um, it just doesn't really make sense for my vision. But the thing is with Beducated, I have used your platform for the last, you know, couple of years on and off and have been in talks with your team around collaborations for a while. And I also really just resonate with like your story and what I've learned about you online. And I knew that having you on would just breathe so much depth and so much like epicness um, into my community, <laughs> not just to like center. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Okay. We're, this is going to be actually the worst podcast episode we've ever done. <laughs> no, like, um, I mean it because Vegucated really just like has really been impactful to me and also the values around your your team and community that you serve is so centered in my values around creating accessible education for the things that we just don't learn about, that we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. And sex and pleasure are at the center of that and have been for so fucking long. And just the fact that you've created a space where that is now accessible is fucking amazing. Um, and so I just really am grateful that you're here and also just that you're doing the work that you're doing in the world. So yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. That's probably the best introduction uh, into a, a podcast I, I've been on. So thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. Aww. Really beautiful. Well said. And yeah, um, we're, we're really trying to, you know, um, overcome somehow that that taboo um yeah around sex and pleasure and consensual sex and especially yeah. the education for adults um yeah I mean I mean it's it's definitely a, an intense journey you know of like um realizing that there's such a big need to like creating this platform called Beducated where we offer online education for Anyone who's interested in, you know, exploring themselves, exploring their relationships, um, redefining their relationships, redefining their desires, their orientation, their what they believe in, in that whole context. And um, yeah, it's it's been quite a roller coaster and ups and downs, you know, challenges around, um, yeah, not being able to reach as many people as possible to build a, a profitable business. Um, and in the same time, you know, seeing, okay, there's investors believing in us and there's mm. a whole like startup journey that we've walked on. Um, and yeah, now at this point currently like hovering, okay, how is it going to be, you know, continue and how can we still continue providing to our ever growing community? Um, yeah, happy to to jump right in. <laughs> yeah. So okay, I I'm curious about what personally led you to be so passionate around this space. I, you know, obviously like I think we all in our own way have had a myriad of positive and also very probably traumatic for, for some many more traumatic experiences centering around the world of sex. And I'm just curious, like, what led you to, in your own life, be so passionate to not just talk about it with your friends, but, like, actually make this your life's work? You know, it's it's a big undertaking. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm just curious, like, what was at the center of that for you? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It, I, I think there were multiple 
things that influenced um, that decision. Um, but ultimately, it was a change that I saw within myself. And as a, originally, I'm a, um, a social worker. Um, mm. I've never really practiced social work. So I, I just literally studied and then I continued my journey um, as a coach and as a founder. Um, but yeah, like I was always interested somehow in things that are taboo, even as a kid, like I would have sex on my to-do list um, before I was even able to write a to-do list, you know, like, yeah. like for me, that was um, like a, at a very young age, already something very there and alive and natural and mm, I don't know, Um Luckily, my parents, I grew up in Germany. There's quite a big nudist scene in Germany. I mean, not everyone. It's definitely still a niche, but, you know, it's it's rather bigger. So uh, we would go a lot to like nude lakes with mm. even my grandpa, you know, like different yeah. generations of nudists. Totally. <laughs> So I, I, I'd say um, I had have that that sort of influence, um, quite body positive influence in a way, um, but still, of course, like how most probably every single person in the world struggling with navigating through their own sex life because it is so hard um, to find, you know, the right teachings and the right learnings and the right um, ways how to navigate and. Yeah. Um, I I also made a lot of mistakes and had a lot of um things that I'm I'm not proud of I I guess and I realized actually many years after I started educated that I also had a lot of traumas that I kind of didn't mm-hmm. recognize as trauma it was more like something yeah yeah someone sexually harassed me and you know yes and then I realized ah actually I had more than one. I had actually seven times where that happened in different scenarios. And I think that impacted my sexual energy or, you know, just the, like my natural old me and being a child, being very explorative and curious to that person not having a, a big libido in the end, really lacking, you know, that explorative, uh, Mm. um enthusiasm yeah. and um i realized that this impacted you know um these these small little subtle but very impactful sexual har- harassment moments um yeah had had for me um the challenge that i was f- fighting a low libido in all of my relationships and that was ultimately an uh, always leading to the same pain point in my relationship, you know, feeling under pressure, feeling not like I'm able to live up uh, or deliver, like I'm too thin and skinny, Mm. ill, weak, you know, just all these like, I mean, there's so many people feeling too big or too fat. Like I I felt too skinny. I always wanted to, to be more big and fat and like strong in my body. So yeah. So yeah, I guess um yeah, just my own own little struggle there that um made me realize, hang on, there's this amazing powerful tool called sex education 
why why am I only realizing this in my mid twenties that you know could have prevented so much on mm. not having to to struggle my way through you know through my own relationship challenges yeah and and that um realization was pretty much like an enlightenment moment for me you know as a sex sex um coach today and also a co-founder of I'd say the biggest sex education company there is in terms of, um, you know, resource in terms of content that we totally. offer in terms of diversity. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm, <laughs> it's, it, it's been a, a great journey and I'm, I'm very, very happy about it. But, you know, that little, these little points of like realization lead up to the moment. Okay. I mm. need to do something about this. Like this helped me on my own journey to, you know, empower myself and, and suddenly feel like, Hey, I, I don't need to change my body or I don't need to like, I don't know, um, get fancy outfits or, you know, to, to feel sexual after all. Um, mm. like I don't need a different partner necessarily. Yeah. Like it's, it's more about, you know, myself. Um, uh, and then, yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh my gosh, I have so much to say. I feel like the the first of all like the need to adorn ourselves externally in order to be like sexually appealing is something that most femme-bodied folk can listening can absolutely identify with and frankly like anyone like we have these very intense standards around looks um that are then equated to sexual desire right and and i find i've always found that for myself incredibly limiting and also like for my, for my own experience of myself and then what that meant for me to be a sexual being i remember wearing like lingerie with my like my first really really serious partner that i hated like it was mm. the thing that everyone was wearing but i mm. fucking hate it was like this baby doll like red thing. And I'm much more into like, le like now that I've like really gotten more into my body, I'm much more into leather. I'm much more into body suits. And like, if I'm going to do anything that frankly, or just being naked all the time, like I, I would be a nudist if it was appropriate in the United States to be a nudist, <laughs> I would be a nudist. Um, And so I, I just, yeah, I think that that's something that we learned the hard way that it's not about the external, but it's about how we feel about ourselves and that that is the energy that then like taps us into our power, which is what taps us into our pleasure, right? Which is where we have the ability and the space to really fully live. But I also just want to say thank you for sharing. I know you've talked about this publicly before, but just like, thank you for sharing the pieces around like the microaggressions and, 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 and aggressions. I know we, we haven't gotten into like the depth of your experience around being assaulted by, by folks and how that then is something that often we don't even really realize until. And I think it's really mm. interesting that for you, it was a few years into your experience with founding and like being a part of a company all around sex education and pleasure that you were like, oh, wait, this is trauma. Like, this is something that I, I, and I, I say that because I deeply resonate and understand from my own experience. Um, I haven't really talked about this like publicly on the podcast until I guess now, but like, 
I, in the last year have like, since leaving a, a situation realized that a lot of my experiences that I was having in terms of sex were actually like not consent based and, mm. um, that, I wouldn't call it a microaggression. Like I would call it assault. And Hmm. um, it's been a lot to unpack and to sift for myself and also gave me so much understanding as to why I also for a long time thought I had low libido or would have pelvic floor um, Hmm. tightness. Um, And what I've at least realized for me and thus have spoken to some of my very close friends around is like anyone I know who's navigating se- navigated sexual trauma, um, either in a relationship, which I think is something we don't talk about a lot at all, or like by a stranger, there's this like piece of safety mm-hmm. that we don't talk about or really contemplate in terms of how it then impacts our ability to exist and be in the bedroom, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think that's really interesting that your journey has been like unpacking that for yourself as you've been like kind of in the safety cocoon of this really beautiful company and environment where there is are there are these conversations happening and you're also in the safety of like a relationship Mm. and all of these things um yeah yeah it's just it's it's interesting to me how that seems to parallel in a lot of people's experiences at least the ones that I've spoken to Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing um, your vulnerable story as well. Um, yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of an uncomfortable thing to go because it's it's like triggering a lot of emotions and a lot of physical reactions. So it's, I, I feel like there are not a lot of folks really talking about openly because you know there's that fear that oh I'm 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 gonna start crying you know in front of the in 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 the podcast or you know on stage or tears are welcome (laughs) yeah uh, yeah or you know it's it's just um yeah um I mean you are a trauma specialist um like so deeply ingrained you know with our somatic um body and yeah like our remember remembering um of that experience um yeah, I I think like kickstarting my own um, sexual empowerment journey definitely, I'd say, opened up a lot of doors, and it also opened up potentially new traumas. I have to say, and I think um, th- yeah, there there was um, something that I experienced in the context of a tantra community that was yeah really really harming people. And um, and re-traumatizing individuals who were seeking healing and you know seeking um, to yeah overcome these painful wounds that they experienced in the past um, to look for new ways of you know breaking out of, of out of out of their trauma. So um, yeah, I, there's just in the offline space, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, lots of individuals who are actually harming more than, yeah, doing good. Uh, yeah. Maybe subconsciously, but also consciously in this um, context. Yeah, it was a very obvious um, patriarchal, mm. yeah, guru environment, you know, 
someone who could save me, giving me orgasms. And we love women. cults, sex cults. Exactly, Here we are. <laughs> exactly. And you know, when you are on that journey, you you uh, are yet you know just feeling so lucky to have discovered such a place and you're like yeah, oh my gosh this yeah. is eye-opening and you well, know and when you're so deeply <clears throat> seeking which like it sounds like you're a seeker I'm definitely a seeker when you're so deeply seeking peace around something or you're like wait this could be the thing right like and it can I I often joke about this with my best friends I don't know if you've heard of the cult nexium um it was like very, very um, documented over here in the States. Mm -hmm. And there was a bunch of, mm -hmm. of documentaries about it. And I love documentaries around cults. And specifically, this is a sex cult. And I was like, I would have been the perfect candidate for Nexium. Like I would have absolutely joined. If someone had asked yeah. me, I would have absolutely joined. Um, yeah. 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 And, and I, I think um, for me, you know, offering online education makes so much sense because it's, it's um somehow um you know you're kind of in control of what you're consuming you're in control of uh you know what you want or not want and yeah. um it doesn't get you into a situation where you know you suddenly overstep your own consent or yeah maybe don't pressure. feel the no loud enough because yes. it's just not there and then you realize only afterwards hang on yes. there was actually a no but I'm only realizing this right now oh I so, love that you said that so much first of all I just also want to say I'm so sorry that that was your experience and I oh I'm just like I wish I could hug you right now because that is obviously with consent um but I just mm -hmm. very much oh that just sounds really 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 scary to have been through um yeah and in the same time like I, I I would probably do the exact thing again because it was one of the most powerful things I've experienced in my life and in the same time you know made me make to yeah made me step up to really um understand okay where this is all coming from and integrate pieces that were decluttered and yeah um like I, I I'm just so grateful that you know it didn't end up in a de dead end scenario or you know that you kind of like just going into a into a road that's that's blocked like like I'm I'm seeing a lot of people in the space who then suddenly switch to one extreme to another you know from complete sure. pleasure to okay now I'm fully dedicated to cheeses and everything I did you know with pleasure sure. is oh my gosh like yeah. all the spiritual devilish. world can and, be wild yeah and sure. you know and then you like switch of course it's similar you know to politics uh, I've I've been a punk in in my teenage years so <laughs> you know I've thought I mean I I'm I'm like I'm born in 87 so in the 90s like around 2000 there were still like punks walking around now totally you you can you can see them again Punk culture is like it's was coming underground back. for like the early 2000s and stuff yeah, and it's yeah, definitely yeah. Coming back. Not, yeah. I, I feel like it's coming back slowly which is which kind of cool I love uh, I love that you were a punk because okay here's here's the thing I've never said on the podcast I <laughs> I was like a secret like I did not feel like I could actually be this in my life but I was a secret punk slash like emo kid like I loved evanescence and i'm a 90s baby 
like early nineties baby, but like Evanescence was my heart. And <laughs> I see like, I wore those like little chokers. That was like my nice. only thing in, but I never felt like I was too much of the good girl, do everything by the books type, you know, perfectionist kid um, that just like, absolutely could have never taken that path then but now I'm like <laughs> as I am now have now fully come into my own and I'm in my 30s I'm like I am starting to like wear things that are punk ish you know like punk adjacent um just to sort of try it on for size and be like you know giving some love to my preteen and teenage self that never really got to fully <laughs> embody that version um yeah but yeah I yeah love I mean it's it's another taboo right like when we're in our yeah. teenage years like the older olders are like ah, you young people, you don't look dirty and you're not supposed to do like, like it's a lot about breaking taboos about breaking, you know, as, as a young person, I want to break through barriers and limitations because that's, you know, where I'm at, like at the peak of my hormones where everything goes chaos and like, it's, it's a chaos phase. And I, I feel like, um, uh, it, it helped me sort of, you know, to, to, um, make me the person who I am today because I'm I'm on a daily basis challenged with you know things like yeah sorry at Meta policy issues are there like I'm not allowed to advertise my own business and it's mm -hmm. it's just sex education it's not not even you know sleazy adult or I mean, there are amazing porn uh, companies out there as well, so ethically many. produced. Yeah. So I don't, I don't even want to put those into the same box. But you know, they're not. We, yeah, they're we're not. not a sleazy porn company. We we are literally an educational company, um, providing um, input on health, on pleasure. Of course, we are pleasure based, but that term pleasure based is already against the terms of services of most it's, yeah, um, so social um yeah if i mean if if you've been following uh, um as a listener amanda you you are um uh yeah also trying to you know like uh use terms like sex you know writing it in a different way mm -hmm. like Having to put the dash between because otherwise, like a dash in between, yeah, exactly. your content just like goes out the fucking door, and yeah, and and, and, and it's dumb. really hard to grow a following or reach more people with this yeah. message um, because big tech is really, um, yeah, uh, avoiding growth uh, intentionally for for this sector, and and that's like the biggest taboo. Ultimately, we're fighting. Um, Because I, I feel like society, at least what I'm perceiving in Europe, but what I'm also hearing in the US, there is a change with, you know, um, you're probably still a millennial. Yeah, I'm you're still a millennial. millennial. Yeah. So, so there is a big change happening with millennials. Gen Z, definitely they, they're already, you know, it's, it's very, um, through this, the sex positive social media, like parts of it, I'd say, um, you know, there is a, a, a growing bubble uh, around, you know, believing in, in the right for a sex positivity, for sex education for everyone. And, and so society is kind of before tech, yeah. <laughs> they, they're more innovative and more like already advancing. But unfortunately, the investors or, uh, you know, people that don't want to see their money being spent in sexual wellness 
that's what's ultimately blocking um, the industry and, and also, yeah, good projects like your podcast or our company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why it's so important and why I am grateful to have a podcast because I can say the word sex, 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 sex as many times as I want here. Um, and I can talk about things like fisting and squirting and all of the really great things you have on, but on Beducated, um, that I've listened to and watched because I've been curious about those things before I had ever taken steps into that, that direction. I didn't even know squirting was possible or that like you could be someone who does squirt um, even if you don't typically squirt, like I had no idea that was a possibility until like two years ago. And then I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to make this happen. We're going to figure it out. Um, and, <laughs> and, but you know, and I, I think that even felt like, I remember when I first started my process into sex education, I was always someone who was really explorative, even like in high school, like I was into bondage and I wanted to like try new things. I'm just like very, let's try whatever. Right. But even for me, like that was getting handcuffed, which I know for some mm. people is like a massive step in like the direction of kink and, you know, doing something different outside the bedroom. But for me, that was like the the most, you know, I was like, yeah, okay. Like this is the, the, the kinkiest you can get. And I, as I've stepped into the kink space and also like really explored my own body and worked on healing unknowingly trauma for a long time. I didn't know that's what I was healing, but I really was. Um, And just tapping into my body and doing somatic therapy and being able to like fully be present with myself first and then with a partner where the dissociation that you mentioned, like that I didn't even realize was happening during sex for so many years started to dissipate. Like I were like, I could be present with a partner and actually like really feel pleasure in my body instead of just feel like I'm here because this is what you do or whatever. Mm. Or I or the only way to feel pleasure was like, because I like like impact play. And so the only way to feel pleasure was like to have like really intense feeling attached to it. Like I needed to have like a paddle involved or a whip involved or those kind of things. And that was like my first step into really taking I, I, a post vanilla <laughs> or like vanilla adjacent um, yeah. step in, in the bedroom. Um, but I think it's really interesting and I, it's actually come up a lot with my clients lately. I think there's something that there's something in the air around folks who are really realizing how much they've dissociated in their bodies and so in the last two years, it's like this word and term and and awareness of the dissociation has been so much more present. I don't know if you're experiencing this with like your community and like the, the people you serve directly when that you're talking to, but it's been really, really wild for me to see how much that has just come to the surface and also with myself and then noticing how that has been like a barrier a safety mechanism that our bodies have like done to to keep us safe because there's a reason we dissociate right but also that like that dissociation has then when we are in safe spaces when we are in safe partnerships or even just alone with ourselves right in the container of our own homes with a toy or our fingers or lotion or even just like enjoying 
a, a shower with eucalyptus and the, or whatever it is, right. That like evokes your pleasure. We can't even tap into that because we're so, we don't even know how to like break out of this dissociative pattern, even though we are now, we are now safe because our body is still saying, oh, it's not safe. It's not safe. It's been very mm-hmm. interesting to see how much I don't, have you noticed that shift, like in terms of your community and talking to, cause that's been like a big theme in mine. Yeah. I I think you, you are much more um, working, you know, f- physically and, and like in therapy and with other people, uh, you know, within like more the offline world, whereas um, our community is mainly online. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say um, what I'm definitely noticing with the pandemic, but also beforehand, you know, of just um, being constantly on and being constantly online, and uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely not helping our bodies, and it's it's been like for some five, for some ten, for some twenty years that we're like sitting in front of this laptop, you know, and it's getting worse and worse and worse totally. on, um, yeah, digital addiction and um, disassociation with our body um, through that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch out for that term. I, I like, I, we're always looking for new, you know, trends and, and white space on, of delivering um, teachings to our community that's, that's needed. Um I, I I think it, through the pandemic, our users were definitely more there and more online. I mean, like everyone was more online in general. Yeah. Um, but also our students were much more online. And I'd say for them, it had actually a positive effect because um, we've really got way more testimonials, great feedback. And so I, I feel like, those people that were, you know, in the isolation space together with pleasure-based teachings, they had great input on, you know, closing their eyes, just touching their bodies, mm-hmm. you know, being intuitively there and, and or, you know, different practices, partnered massage practices up to kinky shibari plays and things. Yeah. It's all what we're offering online um, through our platform. And it's, I think... Mm, yeah, that's definitely helping our community a lot to find some space for connection, you know, yeah, in and try something on for Yeah, I think like for me, that was that was like the thing that unlocked my own personal power. Like that when I think about pleasure, I think about like personal power, really, because like for me, it's been so centered in like creating safety. And having safety and then allowing it to be this like abundance of pleasure within the container of safety. Um, and sometimes it also means like having PTSD in, in the container of that space because yay trauma. But like, I think that having outlets where we, like for me, it started with like, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I'm having this curious feeling. And I want to, like, I heard someone talk about like staring at their vagina in the mirror and like gazing at it and touching it. And I was like, this feels and sounds bizarre, but I'm going to try because I am a curious being. And if I hate it, I hate it. And if I love it, I love it. And I just won't know Mm. unless I try. And I'm always that person, like leap in the net will appear kind of a thing. 
So like I did that and I was like, weird, but also never knew my vagina looked like that. Cool. Love that. I now know what it looks like. Well, it's like, I didn't know for like most of my life um, and all sorts of things. And I just think that uh, like the more we can have that curiosity ethos, you know, feel whatever it is, like the more likely we'll be able to like slowly peel back the muck and like unlock these things about ourselves that are unfortunately because of our society so rooted in shame, but like are at the center of like our deepest, coolest motherfucking like self, like realized self. And I just, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that even just in listening to, to this conversation that all of you like can find like one little thing to be like, I've been curious about this thing. And also I'm noticing that I'm having like a stuckness in this area. Mm. And I want to try with myself, if, if you don't feel safe to do it, like in context of a partnership, because it can be really scary to like bring those things when you haven't even like explored it with yourself. Like I have like one of my closest friends who's who's yet to buy a vibrator. And I'm like, it, you turn 30. I'm a, we're, we're going like we're making it happen. You know, we're going to like go to a store together. And like the fact that she came to me about it after five years almost on this podcast talking about sex and like, you know, breaking that taboo. It's like everyone has their own timeline. And so like trust what that curiosity is like bringing up in you and just like, you know, take a leap. I, 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 that's my advice at least. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all, all in for, for that approach. Um, I, I would also say like maybe there's, you know, something in your life, that inspires you or where you know like that's where I I go into that state of mm. taking a leap or I don't know if it's where you feel most alive or where you feel exactly or a concert yeah. or um <clears throat> mm. whatever it is sort of you know that that brings you that joy what you know how a child would joyfully feel during Christmas or you know um climbing a tree or like eating yeah, a really juicy exactly. um, orange yeah exactly and, and and that's always a great uh safe method to kind of try to have more moments like that and then this kind of jumps over you know mm. like a electricity somehow yeah <laughs> or, you know that that like um like a ripple effect or that firestone when you're making fire and it's like yeah. jumping over yeah. to little sparks eventually <laughs> making a big fire um mm. yeah i think that's uh that's a great way of of doing it oh, and of course um yeah finding a, a safe space for you um whether that's an online community or your partner or a friend or um, yeah I, I i would definitely recommend you know if if you go to like a workshop you found online like make sure you always double check maybe you get some references or you know yeah don't wander just in any type of space like try to really um get personal recommendations if possible or yeah start out maybe online to learn how to navigate first and you yeah. know using consent in your life because if you're just off to Bali or Thailand, you know, mm -hmm. wandering around and ending up in, in some weird place, like that's like you, you definitely want to want to learn consent first, because then you can definitely avoid a lot of situations later on. 
um for sure yeah yeah totally thank you for saying that this episode is brought to you by beducated Beducated is a pleasure-based and shame-free sex education online platform, one that I've personally used and absolutely fucking love. Their workshop on squirting and fisting were two of the first ones I ever took to expand my own sexual repertoire, and I really fucking love that they bring on such a diverse group of educators and that these resources cater to queer and non-monogamous folks alike. With Beducated, you get access to 100-plus online courses from the world's top experts with just the click of your fingers. And by using the code FUCKYES, you get 50% off a year's subscription. And hey, if you sign up and it's not for you, you don't get charged in the first 24 hours, so you can always try it and cancel. Again, that's the code FUCKYES, F-U-C-K-Y-E-S, for 50% off a one-year subscription. Get wet and stay wet, my babies. I, okay, I'm curious within your own life in the last few years is like you've, you know, navigated your own like and noticed this trauma in yourself. Like what have been some of the the places or practices that have like most supported you around like, I, I don't know, tapping into your own pleasure? Yeah, I guess it's the boring, boring answer. There's no uh, boring but... answer. No boring, <laughs> no such thing, no such thing. Yeah, yeah. Because um... it's your pleasure, right? Like that is, that is the least boring thing, right? And like some of us, it's going to mean literally just like putting lotion on my body. And for some of us, it's going to mean being tied up in a shibari, you know, a thing for an hour. And for some of us, it's going to be having a foursome, you know, I mean, it's going to look different for everybody's needs <laughs> yeah. and like desires and curiosities. Right. So. Yeah, no, I, I mean, the, the past years have been, um, and I, I, I look at our, my, my sex life at most people's sex life as this, um, sexual life cycle. So, you know, we start out as kids and then, over time, it it develops, it goes up, but it goes down, and it goes up and down. So depending on how, let's say, open you are to use another low as an opportunity to grow, like it goes quicker up than, hmm. you know, if you just kind of get stuck in the mediocre or kind of get stuck in a the sex rut and then yeah. you, you sort of... Uh, like it's more flattening for a yeah. while and, until kind of something else sort of breaks and then you have to look at it. Um, so I, I would say the past four years have been more on a like dimmed mode just because I I got two young kids, um, which of course is in itself this miraculous experience of giving birth to, you know, two beautiful um, beings. And pff, yeah. It also really mom, changes your body. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. it, I mean, it's it's so cool because after the first birth, I was completely a mess in terms of my pelvic floor, in terms of, you know, painful sex, everything. Funnily, the second birth somehow fixed it all. Mm, that's interesting so it's, it's it's like you know bodies are so cool bodies are so <laughs> wild like truly I'm yeah, just in awe I'm in awe of them truly probably I could have done like so many you see muscle trainings and 
whatnot, you know, to try to fix after my first, uh, yeah, after my son's uh, birth. But then just the second child made, made the job. So, <laughs> no, really cool. Um, yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's been an amazing journey for sure on, you know, having this different role as a mom and what does this mean as a, you know, lover, like how, how much can I express my, my pleasure and lust in front of my kids? Like, mm-hmm. where do I draw the line? Where do I feel like, okay, this is not something appropriate in front, front of the kids or is it maybe just because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, yeah. using some, some, uh, Blueprint. old beliefs. Um, and anyhow, like, I think it's, it's just a different type of journey I've experienced than before. And I see this, um, you know, as a time where you simply don't have a lot of time to spend like long mornings in the bed and just, you know, enjoy your partner and enjoy yourself like forever. Yeah. Mm, so you, you kind of plan it more in and sometimes if you plan it in you don't feel like it and then you know you find another way to connect but I I definitely say I um I'm I'm grateful to run a business around pleasure-based education because then I'm always challenging myself Mm. okay so now I'm you know a busy parent there must be so many busy parents experiencing the same thing (laughs) what I'm going through um you know not finding the time not being able to relax properly because I know I have like you know so little time available um okay now the kids are in childcare, so so what we figured home office is actually a really great thing for all parents because you know you're together with your partner in the same space and that's when you suddenly have time again to create also intimate space uh, yeah. even though you're you know working you can stop and you know get back to it later feel more energized afterwards feel mm. more connected with your partner so instead of evening dates or date nights, we have morning dates, which is makes much more sense for your life, our situation. So kind of redefining different slots and, you know, redefining also that, that thing of like, but Mariah, you know, scheduling a date night, isn't that sort of make you know pulling pulling away all the 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 spontaneous I find this this concept something that I also like really for a long time was like if it's scheduled it's not sexy and I'm like exactly scheduled sex or or even just the container of intimacy we are going to be intentional with each other during this time with each other's bodies or like even if that just leads Mm -hmm. to like naked cuddles like it is sexy as fuck to be like, exactly. I want to prioritize this. Exactly. And, uh, you know, when when we are dating someone new, we also schedule that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, we're it's scheduling so dates. scheduled in. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wednesday, there's my date. I'm going to yes. meet them in the evening probably or for a park walk in the afternoon. And, you know, it's all kind of scheduled in and like that discovery phase. So yeah, it's it's so strange how how that came well, about. Well, I also think like we live by our calendars. Most people like we are forced to because we live in a very capitalist structure and world where like work is at the center of so much of what we do and work is scheduled. And so how interesting that the thing that we then 
need more than most things um, to get in touch with ourselves and our bodies and connection, intimacy, whether you are a sexual being or not. Um, like it is the thing we don't really schedule. And and a lot of us don't even schedule like in long-term relationships. Like, I, I mean, I had an 11 year relationship and so much of that, like we intentionally scheduled date nights because we wanted to make sure and it needed to be on the calendar. And if it wasn't, we would just get into the routine of like either being in space together, but not really doing something connecting or maybe just watching TV and like that not being the connecting thing for us and getting into just a routine of not having that intentional time. But yet we put work on the calendar. Oh, but because it needs to meet a basic that's need. that's how it becomes like the higher priority. Right. Because if you don't schedule it in, it's like the lowest thing on your priority exactly. list. And Which of is course wild. it's going to suffer. Yeah. But like as as human beings, we are, we are, our core needs are at the center of like being loved, see, in my opinion, loved, seen, and accepted. And most of the time, we're not really getting that in the work environment. Maybe in some ways, maybe we're, we're you know, being seen as like our, in our power or in our passions and all sorts of stuff. But like truest, deepest, that being nourished is in connection, is in community. And like, that's the last thing that we tend to, you know, that's the thing that we like e so easily push aside, right? Um, yeah, I could talk about that. I mean, we could do a whole podcast episode on that, on that yeah, alone. No, I, I mean, this is, this is, you know, why you are doing this, why I'm doing this type of work to break the, the taboo and to make people aware that, you know, through almost a global taboo spook since probably the church, I don't know, beforehand, probably religion started to exist. Uh, yeah. Every single country has sex as a taboo. Um, so yeah, we, we need to consciously fight that and make it, you know, yeah go go somehow against against the normal the usual the routine because yeah it needs that extra effort that extra uh yeah breaking the wall ultimately or finding a way to, finding a shovel and at least you know build a tunnel underneath or <laughs> climb above it somehow i don't i don't know yeah. why but my brain just went to i don't know if this is a a really deep dive reference for everyone listening. There's a song, it's a musical theater. So I can't even think of the, I think that it's actually this really, really hilarious musical called Sideshow, but it just, it, there's a song called Tunnel of Love. And that, the way that you were just digging, I was like, oh, it's like you're building a tunnel toward, <laughs> hopefully it's towards love instead of away from it. Oh yeah. <laughs> deep cuts, musical theater, deep cuts. Truly, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause like, yeah, I think that something that I am noticing a trend in both with myself and my experiences in life, but also so many people in my communities are these folks who have been in relationship for a long time, five, 10, sometimes longer. And the way that we then seek novelty and pleasure tends to be outside of that mm. container, whether it's like mm -hmm. through an affair or mm. in the context of non-monogamy and, um, or in kink scenes, um, or in spaces where you're taking pleasure, but it's not actually happening in then context mm. of the relationship. And I think 
that 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 just speaks to like the routine piece that and the, then we expect that when we're not checking in on when we're not being intentional with things generally they die is my opinion and like i think that in order to nourish relationships and connection we need to also like be intentional about the time we're making for sex but also just like intimacy generally speaking whether that's you know time together and and having deep deep conversations or like hand holding or you know the brushing someone's hair out of their eyes and having these moments of tenderness and of appreciation and love and i feel really grateful that while my marriage did not you know last um in in the way that most people assume and that most marriages need to i don't see it as a failure i see it as like a, a really epic 11 year love story that had a lot of unfortunate lows as a part of it but like so much of it we were really intentional about cultivating that space and i feel really grateful that i have the blueprint of what that can look like in terms of just like literally the scheduling piece and being intentional about those things and, and saying and having, uh, you know, the example of when a partner or you can come and say, hey, like we've been kind of like roommates the last six months. Like, let's let's mix something up. Like, let's do something about this instead of just like two people living and just being or three or however many people are in your relationship dynamic and just sort of being like, well, because we all we all get stuck in, in our yeah. in our lives. Yeah. And it's so simple. There, there will be those lows. And yes. There will be. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like, I really encourage you listening, no matter where you are to like genuinely ask yourself, and I'm, am I being intentional about my pleasure practices in my life on my own and also in connection with the people in my life? And those, and I don't just mean like your partners that you have sex with. I, I even just mean like the people in your life, you know, that you're close to, like, am I being intentional about those things? Um, and how can I add just like one little layer of intention and start moving from that place because that's how I started. Um, and it, 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 you're right. Like the ripple effect is so massive and I would not be as embodied as I am now and as connected to myself as a sexual being and to my partners and to my, and to my life. Uh, um, and I, it feels so great to be here and I just like want other people to like feel like it's possible and then also make the, the small little baby steps to like take that ripple effect and let, like let the ball start rolling. Right. Cause it's, it really is just amazing when you, when you mm. have the courage to do so, you know. Mm, beautifully said. I couldn't say it better, really. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing this. Um, yeah. Yeah. I Like it's, it's the silver lining, right. And the red thread that like yes. keeping that going no matter what. And um in times of like when you're most challenged of course like it's it's hard to like even see a, t a tiny thin thread but it's yeah. there like if you want wanted to see and hmm. um yeah yeah beautiful okay before we let you go there's something i always ask all of my guests the first time they're on the podcast and we'll close it out with that which is what does it mean to you to live your fuck yes life <laughs> yeah it's it means to express myself to take up the room if I want to and not allow myself to you know compare or 
I don't know, think like I, it's not appropriate or I'm not allowed to like sort of, mm. yeah, making my own rules within, of course, consent and uh, like respect in a respectful way, but, but um, creating, you know, these, these moments that are unique for myself and um, having yeah always the time and the passion to dig into my pleasure to see okay where I'm at with my pleasure am I connected there or is it just again a little bit dimmed or is it like just hanging a little loose just because I've been prioritizing other things um yeah and and kind of being kind to myself not judging in the same time like mm -hmm. seeing it really as this life cycle a continuation of ups and downs and amazing rides and and stops where I can you know dig into some adventures of yeah things that are unconventional ultimately and things that are maybe um yeah rebellious in a way <laughs> mm, yeah mm. I love that. I also love that we're ending on the term rebellious because it is just like, <laughs> as an Aquarius, I feel like I'm such a, I just like, I live for the rebels. So <laughs> maybe I feel like we are in need of like a deep punk moment. Like the next time yes. that I feel like tomorrow I'm going to have to put on like my leather harness, do my <laughs> choker. Like I'm feeling in the mood. So thank you for. Thank you for yeah. I, I look for some net stockings and yes, yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. I I had some short hair for a while. Like that sounds that's fun too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Live live your live your fuck yes life. Being a rebel, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your heart for being here and like just yeah, be um being open and um and vulnerable and for sharing all of the things you shared um. I really deeply appreciate it. I know that everyone listening really deeply appreciates it. Um, yeah. And so thank you so much for being here. It's It's been a deep pleasure. Thank you so much for providing this beautiful space. Um, yeah. Couldn't have done it without you, you know, having the conversation and um, having amazing um, questions and just providing. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. And there you have it. Thank you, Mariah, so much for coming on the pod and sharing your heart, your story, everything. For everything we talked about in today's episode, you can just scroll down on your phone or whatever device you're listening to um, for the show notes, or you can go to amandacatherineloy.com slash podcast slash 157. All the links, all the goods, all the discounts are there. Um, and also, as a reminder, we are about to head into Pride Month with our next episode, and that means that we are rounding the corner when it comes to uh, our proceeds that we are building for the Brave Space Alliance through the fucking queer merch. I wish that I had the resources and means to just be able to donate, um, but I don't, <laughs> being a freelancer and an artist and an actor. Um, and so in order to give back, this is my way of doing so. Um, as you know, I have a 
a merch line. It's my um, fucking queer merch. Um, and if you just go to the show notes or you go to amandacatherineloy.com slash merch, um, you can snag a mug, a sticker, a cropped hoodie, a t-shirt, whatever is feeling good and juicy um, to celebrate um, or gift to somebody who um, is queer in your life. And um, all of the proceeds that I receive through the third party um, space that I work through um, will be going uh, to the Brave Space Alliance, which again is a Black-owned and trans-led organization supporting queer folk in the south side of Chicago. Um, So yeah, if you rock that out if you also want a discount code for your sweet self um you can still use the code queerdo that's capital q u e e r d o for 15 percent off for you and then you give back for all of us um it's beautiful it's a great thing and um yeah just wanted to leave that reminder before we officially head into pride month um yeah thank you so much for being in space with this and if this brought up stuff for you of any kind um please do not hesitate to reach out to me um i know that it always means so much to my guests um when you guys do reach out to them and let them know what you took away um or just thanking them for being on the pod so if you feel inclined to do so definitely check out um mariah and all of her goodness um over on uh instagram um and yeah um all of that again is in the show notes for you so appreciate you guys um holding you if this episode hit close to home and just know that you are not alone and um yeah that you deserve to feel all the pleasure and all of the magic in the world Uh, yeah that is your goddamn right (laughs) um so until next month when we are celebrating in the gorgeousness of pride um close out this month with some you know it's masturbation may right so like get into your pleasure do some good stuff for you and um and uh yeah and even if that's just like you know eating a piece of fruit that feels really good if that's how you are feeling connected to your pleasure today uh, i invite you to indulge because you goddamn deserve it So yeah, until next time, my loves, I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.